Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. Today, we are taking a deep dive into free agency, concerns, issues, and what the Flames need to focus on. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames, or welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today we are going to kind of take a look at the Flames' to-do list, their priorities, and what they need to avoid like the plague. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this is your first time here, make sure you're subscribed, you like the show, you comment, you rate it. Let me know what you're thinking. I'd love to hear. And um, you can find the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including YouTube. If you want to see me and my super cool Matthew Kachuk and Patrice Bergeron Funko Pops along with a giraffe. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, obviously we need to talk about the top priorities and uh, the top three skaters that are a priority. And, of course... You know, the top two are Gaudreau and Kachuk. So we're going to talk about them first, right? With Kachuk, you have a little bit more wiggle room with his re-signing because he is a restricted free agent, which means that his rights are a little bit more controlled than a UFA. UFA, you have no control over where they go. And with the restricted free agent, you got to trade offer sheet or uh, completely not extend the qualifying offer. So it's a little bit different. But I I do think that we saw a lot of <laughs> what we could potentially see with uh, Matthews re-signing and negotiations when Brady re-signed and his negotiations and how long they took. They were a little bit of an appetizer for the main meal. Uh, if you're a Flames fan... <laughs> So please don't expect anything to get done, you know, immediately on July 13th or the week after or the week after that. You know, I'm probably going to say this negotiations are going to go well into August. So that's just what it is when you negotiate with one Kachuk, you negotiate with the whole family. And we're just going to have to see how that goes. I I do think that things will get done, uh, done with the flames. I don't know. That is a very, uh, interesting course that we'll have to run. (laughs) I just, I, I truly don't know. And I don't have a good, uh, radar or anything like that. I think it's truly going to depend and we'll find out more as the month of July rolls on, honestly. But Rumor has it that the conversations between Gaudreau and the Flames have been ongoing and back and forth these last few weeks, but it's also kind of rumored that Johnny's going to test the water, which I think is completely fair. You know, he just had the best season of his career. He put up incredible numbers. He should get paid, which is why I think everyone is just waiting for Brad Tree Living to hand over the 
blank check and, you know, telling Johnny to name his price because he earned it. He completely earned a pay raise and the biggest one that you can, you know, possibly give him without putting yourself in a cap crunch situation, you know? I don't think that this means that he's gone by any means. I think if he was gone, then he wouldn't really be in negotiations with the Flames because I'm going to use the Tory Krug example. Don Sweeney offered him a contract at the beginning of the season and then iced him out. Didn't follow up. There was no back and forth. There was nothing. And that doesn't seem to be happening here, so I think that things are trending in a more positive direction. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, money kind of rules the decision. But in my heart, I want to say Goudreau will resign. I think that he would be more re- like more likely to resign knowing that his chances here are of winning are higher than they are if he goes back east to a team like Philly or the Devils or New York or the Sabres like it's just not or even Arizona Um, I just I don't see this happening I don't see something like that really being a thing um I just realized that I have mascara under my eye so uh if you're watching it's not a shadow or a bruise (laughs) uh and then our third skater is the one and only Andrew Mangiapane who rounds out your top three and I I think that he he will resign here I do again he is an RFA who is arbitration eligible for those who don't know what arbitration is it's a contract dispute where it's settled through the player that's in the team, each proposing a salary and then like the salary for the upcoming hearing, I mean, upcoming season. And they go through a third party hearing, which is the arbitrator and sets the player's salary. So I do think that uh, we could see something like that for him. Because I know his agent really doesn't want to do a one or two year deal, which makes sense. But also the Flames need like some flexibility because they're kind of in a tight cap space right now for this season. I guess a little better better next season when Lucic's contract comes off the books. But and and Sean Monahan. So, you know, I think we're going to have to just see, truly just see how this plays out. There is no, this is going to be one of those off seasons where you have to make sure you are checking your sources because especially with the Gaudreau nonsense, I do think people are going to try to play uh, the fake account sort of situation that they do every year, you know, but this year with big names, Gaudreau and Kachuk being out there for the Flames, you need to kind of pay extra attention. There's no way around that, right? But coming up next, it makes complete sense for Andrew Mangiapane to go through arbitration and really make a case for himself. His agent's a really nice guy. I've talked to him a few times, and uh, the Flames need him. The Flames do need him because he is part of that stability in the top six or even the middle six and 
<laughs> God forbid Johnny walks or Matthew gets traded, you're looking at a severely unstable Flames team and it will derail <laughs> any sort of success that this team thinks is going their way. And that's just the honest truth. So, again, you're just going to have to wait and see with this because I don't know. I don't know anything. All we can do is watch the clock and hope for the best. Coming up next, we're going to talk about who we need to move on from and who we just, oh, we got to rip the Band-Aid off sooner rather than later. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that I think everyone needs in their life. They are a delicious uh, summer hike fuel or picnic treat that everyone can benefit from. A lot of the bars are low in sugar, low calorie, high in fiber, high in protein. A really great way to get in your sweets without having to pay the price. And what's better than a mud pie bar that's packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories with 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Head on over to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 to earn 15% off of your next order at Built.com. And again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com as always thank you so much for tuning in to locked on flames as always thank you so much for tuning in to locked on flames make sure you're following me on twitter at jess belmosto there are obvious choices that you know who stays who goes and you know just like we talked about in the first segment at the top of the show your top three skaters are right there right those are the guys that are your priority but this right here is going to maybe ruffle some feathers. I don't think so. I think that this is kind of like common sense. But basically, we're going to talk about like who we need to move on from absolutely immediately and why it makes sense. And the the guys that I'm kind of like, eh, about, I think it, it really depends on you know, their overall performance and what the cap space looks like. That is what I think it's truly going to depend on. But first up, we have uh, Tyler Parsons. Tyler Parsons is an RFA um, who was in the AHL, literally cannot play in Calgary because he because of his vaccination status. So it does not make sense for the Flames to retain a player that cannot play <laughs> with the team. Be even though he's not playing with the big club, the AHL affiliate team is moving to Calgary. So why would you even try to, you know what I'm saying? It's a waste of money. But, <laughs> you know, that, that's it is what it is. You move on. And it's also probably better for him to play somewhere where he's going to get significant playing time or more playing time than he's seeing right now. Next up is Trevor Lewis. I never want to see this team take this route ever again. As long as I'm covering the team, I'm very tired of it. But enough of these veteran signings and throwing money at guys in the bottom six who 
do not contribute. For at some points in the season, Trevor Lewis was on the second line. Why was he on the second line? I mean, absolutely no sense. I don't care. If you want to sign him to like a lifetime contract behind the bench to be like this hype guy, go ahead. If he's that valuable, do that. Do not pull from the salary cap. He took 14 uh, he had penalty minutes uh, in 12 games and it was just consistently making mistake after mistake after mistake when it came to his postseason performances. And his two goals don't make up for anything that he did. I, I really have a hard time making a case for him. But he literally, his career high penalty minutes before this season was six. A significant jump to 14, okay? You're undisciplined. You don't care. You know, it, it's time. You either move on from him or find another free agent to bring in or you finally let some of the Stockton kids move up because I do think that there are some players ready to make that jump. And you need to just find some someone that's a little bit more effective and someone that can contribute in a way that is not um, decon- deconstructive, D- destructive, <laughs> destructive. And same thing here, you know, if you are pulling money away from the players that you can resign, like Oliver Shillington, like and- Andrew Mangiapane, uh, Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau to re-sign guys like Trevor Lewis, you're doing your team a disservice. There are players in Stockton who are ready to make the jump to the NHL. Or there are AHL, or sorry, NHL free agents that you can bring in. Calgary is looking real attractive these days to players who want to win. So bring them in. Like it's, I feel like this isn't rocket scientists, rocket science here, but again, I'm not a general manager. So you're taking money away to overpay a bottom pairing defenseman for what? Truly for what? I think it took him a little bit of time to find his footing and he, he Once he found it, it was great. But unless he's going to take a pay cut, I do not think that it is worth bringing him back in the slightest. I think it would be better to move on from that. And this next one is another one that just I'm really on the fence about. And that would be Nikita Zadorov. Him and Goodbranson paired together were... A, a disaster at first and it did not go well it was quite honestly very difficult to watch at times <laughs> and you just kind of knew that it wasn't going to work out but again he found his uh footing he found what he needed to do he found his game found time in the penalty box as well it's another thing and laughed all the way to the bank he made some money (laughs) 
And that's another, that's like the biggest thing here. I understand that defensemen are coming at a higher cost, right? You know, when your top pairing is making 10, 11 million, 10 million, 11 million bucks, like obviously you're going to start seeing your bottom pairing defensemen go up in price as well. And the, the cap is not built for that right now. It is absolutely not. If you had an extra five, 10 million bucks, added to the cap, you could, you absolutely could, but with the flat cap, it's just, it's not realistic. It's not realistic to be paying people <laughs> like that. So coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show, looking at a list of free agents and who might be attractive to the flames and what they might bring. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. Make sure you're subscribed and following the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So I'm going to share the screen right now because we are going to take a peek at uh, free agents. Number one, obviously... Some of these guys are not going to be realistic here. Uh, like uh, Malkin, Subban, Gaudreau, or not Gaudreau, sorry, Giroux, <laughs> and Phil Kessel, Patrick Laine, Chris Latank. Like, those guys are going to want serious money. Do you know what the Flames don't have? <laughs> serious money. Uh, I've heard Ma this Matthew Kachuk guy is pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, you guys. Let me know in the comments what you think about him. Mark Andres don't need a goalie. Patrice Bergeron is not playing for another team. He is either retiring or he's going to re-sign with the Bruins. Uh, who's this Johnny Gaudreau character? 5'9", hmm, undersized. I don't think he's going to do too well. Johnny Boychuk technically retired. Louis Erickson is not going to. No. Uh, Philip Forsberg is a name that the Flames need to go after if... Goudreau moves on. I think Philip Forsberg is a fantastic player and just that absolute power shot that the Flames could really benefit from. Andrew Ladd, absolutely not. Uh, Palat will probably re-sign in Tampa. Max Domi, I don't... There's no need for xenophobes on my team. Uh, PLD... Again, restricted free agent, so I I don't know. That's not going to happen. Riley Smith. Riley Smith is a guy that the Flames really should have gone after at the trade deadline, but if they can get him for nothing at, you know, during, the, during free agency, I think that would be great. He's, you know, a 20-goal scorer uh, when he's healthy, and I think that would just be a great addition to that middle six. Or even bottom six, if you know, depending on how he's playing. Kadri is not going to come to the Flames because, again, he is going to get paid. Uh, Ryan Strome, I think he is moving on from New York, but I don't think the Flames are going to pursue that. The Flames will, you know, they could pursue John Klingberg. But I, I don't know. That's just like one of those situations. If they do decide to um, 
you know, move on from one of their better defensemen like Oliver Shillington. But again, you're going to have to pay decent money there. And right now the Flames don't exactly have money to just throw around. And, you know, David Perron is, would be incredible, but no. Paul Stastny, Stastny is, uh, you know, he's an older guy, but he does still, he still produces. He still produces and would provide depth down the middle. He would absolutely provide depth down the center. And I, I don't, I wouldn't hate that. Um, I, I really wouldn't hate that. Andrew Kopp, I think, is going to be incredibly overpaid this season, this offseason or where he goes. So that would be interesting. Um, I don't think that it's worth overpaying a guy who's had, like, one good season. Sorry. Um, Kirby Tuck. Okay, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's UFA. Uh, or RFA, rather. Jay Beagle, no. Frank Vitrano, another guy that's going to get overpaid because he had a great postseason. An excellent pickup for the Rangers at the trade deadline, now. Love me some Frankie V. We know what <laughs> the uh, extent of Braden Holtby's injury was, so I don't think that teams are really going to be taking a chance on him. Um, I don't think that that's going to be happen- happening. Yarn Crow, um, I do think that he has, again, a good defensive game that he did provide to the Flames, but I, again, I think it's really going to depend on what cap space looks like. James Neal is never seeing ice time in the NHL again. Simple as that. But, oh, Tyler Pitlick, because that went so well the first time. Let's do that again. Zach Aston Reese would be a, a good depth add. I wouldn't hate that. Um, I have a soft spot for him because uh, that postseason that he had that Tom Wilson like knocked him out and had to get his jaw wired shut yeah um I always have a soft spot for him Troy Stetcher um I don't think that's gonna happen Nolachari be a fine depth player I guess but yeah no I don't really see if the Flames sign, they would not, but if they sign Evander Kane, I will stop hosting this show. Um, I have no interest in covering him. Uh, Andre Kasha, mm, he's an RFA, but again, he is, uh, poor guy, he, his career is probably going to end in the next like three years because of the amount of concussions he's had. Uh, I believe Curtis Lazar is a free agent as well, and Again, that would be another nice depth player for the Flames. I think that he he's fun to watch. Uh, and he, again, he, he's a decent depth player that at least contributes to something and isn't a 40-year-old washed-up Stanley Cup winner from the early 2000s or 2010s, right? Uh, Brett Ritchie, my man, move on from him. Unless you truly need <laughs> someone to skate around and throw hits. I just, I don't see the point. Adam Rizichka, again, Flames will absolutely re-sign him. 
they would be ridiculous not to. And Mason Marchman, um, his, his sister's really good. She plays for uh, the Connecticut Whale and the PHF and is like the best. I think she was like the top scorer in the league. Trevor Lewis, move on. I'm uh, sorry. Let's see. Connor Carrick, again, just one of those people that hockey Twitter hyped up um, in their parasocial relationship and not a good player. Uh, Joe Thornton, no. Zach Ronaldo can't play in Canada. And yeah, like the more that I scroll down this list, the more I realize it's just kind of players <laughs> that aren't uh, exactly... Um, you know, at the top of the list. Zach Senishin that was drafted over Matt Barzell, I believe, and Thomas Chapot. Bruins really did that uh, 2015 draft well, and I will never let them forget it. Uh, Brian Boyle, I, I'm pretty sure he'll retire. And Zane McIntyre, he was, was he was? With, no, he was with Vancouver. Mark Jankowski, former Flame. Again, another player that is probably going to fade into the background. I just, I don't, um, I really don't think. Oh, Anton Bleed is a UFA. This, Anton Bleed, give me Anton Bleed, okay? I think the Flames would do, uh, would benefit incredibly well from him. He is a player who, again, has developed in Providence, um, uh, under Jay Leach, who was a fantastic, uh, fantastic player development. And then uh, he's played a few games in the NHL. His, I believe his first season was cut short. His first and second season were cut short because of injury. But I really like what you see from him. He's a big dude. He is someone who isn't afraid to play um, down the corners, not, he's not afraid to go after the puck. And I really like him, uh, 27 years old. I think that he would be really a, a nice depth for the flames. I, I would really, really like to do that. Uh, I'm just scrolling through this list here and just trying to see if there's anyone else that I could see the flames adding or flames that are <laughs> players that I can add commentary to but Kyle Kieser okay he's an RFA but again I think that there's really not much left that the Flames uh can work I mean there's plenty they can work with what am I saying but I think that the Flames have enough uh depth in their own prospect pool along with the free agents out there to get this done I think they are capable of replicating last season and hopefully taking a deeper run in the playoffs that would be you know the ultimate goal and the ultimate goal is to also win a Stanley Cup and that window is wide open for them so I'm not too worried you shouldn't be worried either <laughs> and that's all I have to say on today's episode of Lockdown Flames thank you so much for tuning in as always I'm Jess Belmosto you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts and on YouTube. Would love to hear from you in the comments and we will 
chat tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye.